0: The following podcast contains spoilers. We strongly recommend you watch the episode of The Americans We're Discussing before listening to the podcast. New episodes air Tuesdays at 10pm on FX. Join us every week after the show. A unique thing about this season is Philip and Elizabeth
1: feel very united. As a team, and as a a couple, all of their relationship feels so much more real and They're becoming protective of it. It was such a huge thing to have Martha and all of that and then to have her leave and it's finally settled and I think you want to protect that.
0: Welcome to the Americans Podcast for season five. I'm June Thomas, managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and I'm your host for the series which goes behind the scenes of the show. Today, we'll be talking about episode 504 What's the Matter with Kansas? First with the stars of the show, and later with Peter Ackerman, who wrote this episode. We are in the vault today with eh, some actors. Carrie Russell. Hello, Carrie Russell. Hello. Mr. Matthew Rees. Miss Matthew Rees. That's what
2: I call him. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Hi, honey. <laughs> mysteries.
0: Yes, mysteries. He's a mystery.
2: <laughs> yes, still is.
0: And the creator of the show, Joe Weisberg. You got me all flustered. The creator of the show, Joe Weisberg. Hello, Hello Jim Thomas. I'm flustered too. And his co-executive producer and co-showrunner, Joe Fields.
3: Good morning, Jim.
0: Hello, Mr. Fields. So, Carrie, Matthew, when you showed up on the first day of shooting for season five... Did it feel different in any way? And is it as much like first day of school as I imagine it is? I think the only
1: difference is that we thought it was a great idea to have this crazy schedule and have a baby. <laughs> we were like, that won't be harder. Be fine.
2: That'll be fine. I know I've said this several times when we when we told Joe and Joel that we were expecting a child. Joe said, it's, a fi- it's fine. We'll just write in that Philip Jennings is very tired. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, I'll be fine. I'm used to a shooting schedule. I'll be fine. And I was like, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> um,
1: but it is like the first day of school. Every time you come back, you're sort of like, oh, yeah, how, how do we do this? And you're kind of seeing the old yeah, it's like people the f- it's you're used like, to. And- it's like
2: the first few scenes in Greece.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we sing a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Then I feel my life goes into animation.
0: <laughs> that would be cool. Note for season six. Uh, So in episode 504 that we're chatting about, Philip and Elizabeth seem to be wanting to get out of the assignments that they've been given in Kansas, which are, of course, honey traps. That doesn't seem like them. They've always been, you know, they'll do whatever the motherland requires, but are they losing their commitment? Is it because they're honey traps? Why are they so reluctant?
2: You take this one.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you
1: guys in a way should take it. June, we
3: think you should take this one. Well, what I think is... I think this is for the listeners at home to answer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just... Let's just pause a moment
4: and let
0: them answer. Listener, do you just send me your answer on a postcard, please? (laughs) Now, what do you think? A unique thing
1: about this season is they're very... As a couple, Philip and Elizabeth feel very united as a team. And as a, a couple, which is different, there's less push and pull within. And the push and pull, to me, feels outside of the relationship all of their relationship feels so much more real and they're becoming protective of it. And I think it was such a huge thing to have Martha and all of that, and then to have her leave Mm. and it's finally settled. And I think you want to protect that. Mm. But what what would your answer be?
3: Well, I think that's exactly right. They've come closer and closer together and they're more and more married this season. And that's had some unintended consequences for their spy work and challenge with honey traps is one of them right
4: you know what i what i find moving about you know watching it and i think when i saw it i got it even you know much more than when it was written is that they get to this point that we think any of us would have been at immediately right if we were ever asked to do something like this outside of our marriage we would recoil in horror and not be able to do that but that's not how these guys were brought up, and it's not how, how they were trained, and it's not who they became as people. So for them, it really wasn't ever a difficult or hard mm-hmm. thing. And then their marriage evolved, and still it was okay. Still they could do it because it's who they were. And then to see them kind of simultaneously, I think not at this, it's sort of at different speeds they got to a point where they didn't want to do it, but they simultaneously got to the point where they were ready to stand up to the authorities, so to speak, mm-hmm. and say, we don't want to which is a huge, huge thing for them. Their whole lives revolve around these these jobs and, and this relationship to the authority to so to stay no together that there's something so moving and intimate about that.
3: It's yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the episode is where Gabriel gives you that assignment, which is really a pretty banal assignment when you mm. think about the
4: history of things Philip and Elizabeth right. have done. And it's clear in our heads anyway, they haven't really discussed this before going in there. They haven't said, next time we get honey traps, let's say yeah. no. But somehow again they're so connected as a married couple one of them says well we're really busy now and then you sort of expect elizabeth to say but we'll do it but instead
3: she says yeah it is actually a very bad time and suddenly they're talking like the total partners that they are Uh, and gabriel's pretty taken aback by that
0: but as a viewer you also get the feeling that oh my god these people have so much to do they've got like six jobs (laughs) and they've got that whole travel agency business You know, you keep getting these glimpses. My God, they're still doing that operation, and they do seem a bit tired. Which, you know, as I'm sitting in this room staring at Kerry Russell and and Matthew Reese and thinking,
2: they look exhausted. They they look magnificent. They look
0: look magnificent. (laughs) They haven't washed their hair in two weeks. No one would think that they are tired. But
2: yes, the only thing that doesn't look tired are their
4: teeth.
0: (laughs) 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 Paige Mm -hmm. starts to show some curiosity about her parents' spy work now. And so far like she seems to think of it as like taking names and getting a new job and just like telling stories. But if they ever were to tell her more, they'd have to talk about you know, the murdering and also the sexing. What do you think would be hardest to talk about? The violence or the the sex work, essentially? They're both
1: equally upsetting.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean it's creepy.
1: I mean you don't Want to think about your parents. I think right. generally you don't want to think about your parents as having this life other than just being your caretaker. I think you
2: right. don't want to think about your parents sexually at all right. anyway. <laughs> right. So regardless of broader circles, which just make it an even greater pariah, I think ultimately the killing of people would would be a, a, a very difficult and hard pill
0: to swallow. So obviously Philip and Elizabeth are being very stretched, as we've talked about, But the Eckerts almost seem like a pleasant diversion. You know, they get to, like, put on the uniforms, they get to eat McDonald's or, you know, massive quantities of food at Berrigan's. They throw around the football. Do you guys get the sense that this might actually be almost a pleasant diversion for them? Uh,
2: It's difficult, at times, because I think there are so many other elements at play in those moments, that who Tuan is and what he's experienced and what they're trying to... To juggle with him, I think at times, they f- I certainly think Philip finds very difficult and and moving at times. And sometimes the kind of the idyll of this fake, perfect American family makes it even worse knowing what it is they're, yeah. they're, f- they're you know, covering up or what, right. what they're not experiencing as humans.
4: Yeah. I like the McDonald's take mm-hmm. on it. I mean, yes. really, back then in the 80s, it was okay to eat McDonald's. Yeah. But now <laughs> it's so, sort of bad to eat I McDonald's. Know. You're like, but they can eat McDonald's. It's I a know. great operation. I know. It's a great operation. <laughs> I
2: literally was excited because you know it's like the, it's like cheat eating is like if you <laughs> is that time when me and No Emmerich had <laughs> had a pizza eating scene? When was that? Was that season three or four? And and we were both going, you know, I hate it when actors, you just see them chew and you know spit out, we should see, you should see us eat and swallow. And then we both confessed it was an excuse to eat as much pizza as we could possibly get. And then I was thinking, this is going to be great. I can eat McDonald's for free and not feel guilty about it. And so many times, like Chris Long was like, you know, I think because we're coming out of this whole thing about starvation, that Philip wouldn't be eating. And I was like, oh, no! I think he would, just to keep up the
0: cover. <laughs> you know, I, I talked to the uh, prop oh master God. about food and if actress eat food, said, I think maybe because all actors have had times where they worry about not having enough food, they all eat. I'm like, well, I don't know if yeah. that's really the psychological explanation, but good to know that they all eat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And even,
2: t- like, you know, poor, poor, not poor, Ivan. Ivan was, it was one of his first jobs. And, and, oh, my and, God. And I was like, take it easy because you need it. never need spit, took it but easy. he was like, nah, this he is never took it easy." He <laughs> <laughs> was fine.
1: Yeah, but I, the, the, his character is interesting for that couple. I mean, because in a way, he is knows everything. He's on the same page. And it, that is interesting for, at least for, I found, there is a shorthand with that, but he's obviously, clearly, <laughs> he says some crazy shit. Yes. Like, at a certain point, you're just like, what did he just say? Yeah. You know, he's he's haunted. Yeah.
2: You know? Yes. And, and that's what I meant, is that from yeah. a distance to look at it, this poor boy, that's what I think. I'm always sentimental at the best of times. But I think, <laughs> you know, that's for Philip sometimes to kind of look at this poor kid and go, oh, God. He's and, playing at something right. that he'll never have. Yeah.
1: But there are certainly times, you know, after leaving Tuan and, you know, he, he gets things and going home and dealing with our teenagers where they just seem spoiled and bratty, mm. you know, mm. or you, like toughen up. Look what Tuan's doing. <laughs> Tuan's whole family got killed. He's fine. He's <laughs> eating
2: leftovers. <laughs> yeah.
1: He stays alone and he's fine. <laughs>
0: Now the man who wrote the script, Peter Ackerman. Hi, Peter. Hi. How long have you been on the show?
3: Uh, I started on season two. So I was a fan of season one, like everybody (laughs) else. And then I heard they were looking for writers and I submitted my name.
0: Thank goodness. (laughs) Do you have a favorite character to write for?
3: I have a very clear favorite character. And it's going to, I don't know if it'll surprise anyone or not, but it is Henry. (gasps) That does surprise me. Henry is exactly my age. We were both born in 1970, and I can picture all the things that he wears and does and the cultural references and his relationship with his parents and his friends, and particularly his relationship with his parents, which is so unusual, Mm -hmm. in certain ways is not that foreign to me. I was a younger, a youngest sibling in a house where, in a generation where parents did not pay as much attention to their kids as parents now do, and... The general metaphor of the Jennings uh, as being spies and keeping secrets from their kids applies to regular families, which I think is why it's compelling to people, which is, you know, my parents and I had kind of separate adult and children lives. So I'm really always sort of curious and excited when I get to write for Henry.
0: That's amazing because um, especially season four, Henry was such an enigma.
3: Yeah. Well, he gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, yeah. he, especially once Paige joins yeah. the team, I yeah. mean, he is the odd man out. Yeah. And the question is, how much is he aware of that subconsciously? And I would argue, based on how season five is progressing, yeah. that he, on at least a subconscious level, is quite aware of that.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: and finding his own place within that world.
0: Was there any part of the script for 504 that was particularly tricky to write that just kind of gave you fits?
3: There's a a big marriage point in 504 is a subtle thing that Philip and Elizabeth reveal early on to Gabriel when they need to go to Kansas and they need to do these honey traps of two separate characters. Where in season five, the Jennings marriage is in a very positive place Mm -hmm. and a committed place. And so there is a kind of wear and tear that they start to feel in these alliances they have to make with other people sexually emotionally and that they don't want to do them anymore Mm -hmm. and it's the first time you ever really see in this early scene with gabriel where they push back it's like can't someone else do this do we really have to Mm -hmm. but they're soldiers and particularly elizabeth and they do their job and you can you know these things always sometimes seem to weigh a little more on philip than Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. elizabeth he's very uncomfortable. They're both uncomfortable with discussing this aspect of their work, which they need to discuss with each other in this episode. And that's, you know, that was a very delicate dance that we kind of played. Also, something that Joe and Joel talk about with us all the time is they are not post-therapy Americans. Yeah. They are russians of a particular time and era and so they feel all the same things that we feel but they don't necessarily have the language for it philip of course is going through yeah, s yeah, all the time and yeah. he's developing language but he's delicate with how much he brings that up to elizabeth because he knows what she thinks about it so how much they're able to express and not express the difficulties in those honey traps is a delicate dance that is is pleasurable and um tricky to write
0: yeah at the end of this episode, we see Misha arriving yes. in New York City, and clearly that kid has spying in his blood that he was able to make it all this way. Um, this season, we've mostly been seeing his journey rather than hearing him talk about yes. why he's coming and what's pushing him. Although, of course, we saw that at the end of season four. But is it all about his father, do you think? Or or is he also fleeing the Soviet Union?
3: Well, that's a very interesting question because he's been established as a character who fought in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. as a young man and came back and tried to protest it and was basically put into an insane asylum, Mm -hmm. which is what was done with some of those um, dissidents. Mm -hmm. So those are all of a package. He is feeling a dissatisfaction with um, his life in the Soviet Union, but he is also essentially orphaned. Mm -hmm. And there is a father out there that he has been given a path to find. And a lot of this season is about – you know. Philip has a lot of kids this season. (laughs) Philip is dealing with Misha. He's dealing with Henry and Paige. He's dealing with Twan. Uh And there's a sense of once your children are released into the world, they are their own, you know, entities who can come towards you or away from you without your control. So – I would say primally that Misha is trying to find some family connection. He is at sea in Russia. Yeah. He is at odds with Russia. His father lives in Ru- the country that is Russia's enemy and yet is working for Russia. Yeah. So I think it's complicated, but I think there is a primal pull of son trying to seek out his parents who lived, really grew up without his parents.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you said accurately that Philip is dealing with a lot of kids this year, a lot of sons even, but he doesn't know about Misha and we're very aware that he doesn't know. It's interesting that the writers, like you, Peter, are able to kind of make us make me almost anxious for Philip. Oh, my goodness, don't give him something else to worry about.
3: Right. Well, that's interesting. But although Philip does know the existence of Misha. Yeah. Because uh, last season, he was aware that he was a soldier in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. He was listening to some of the news. He was clearly acutely concerned about what was going on in Afghanistan because of his son. And he revealed it in disguise to Kimmy at a certain point that he had a son. Yeah. So it was clearly something. Now, he used it in an exploitative way as a spy. It <laughs> is Philip. That's what he does. Right. But this is always the tension, right? You're yeah. exploiting something, but you also have an emotional uh, connection to it. Yeah. So it, Misha is someone who weighs on him, but he thinks he's put him away in this box. And yeah. we, the viewer, are ahead of Philip now, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And wondering, you know, okay, so what's going to happen if this kid shows up on your doorstep?
0: This may seem like a trivial thing, but I'm struck by all the travel that Philip and Elizabeth are doing uh, this episode. Obviously, as you said, they're both a little bit reluctant to, to do this job in Kansas for emotional or operational reasons. But I think also they're tired and it's all this travel is kind of the prospect of it is getting them down. But I also wondered, would they have traveled as their operational identities to Kansas, or would they have traveled as Philip and Elizabeth? Is that something that you talk about in the writer's room, or is that just kind of...
3: We think about that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it it gets into production meeting questions with props and everything, where they're like, wait, what suitcase are they coming back with? They're as their decoy when they're leaving from the airport to whatever their operational car is, where they have to change into Philip or Elizabeth and then return to the house and all that kind of stuff. So yes, the answer is they could travel to Topeka separate from any operation if they were going with their on a family trip yeah, you know there yeah, was a season yeah. where they were supposedly going to go down to Orlando which never really worked out for right. them um and there was the one moment in season two where there was the other spy family that was killed yeah, yeah. where their kids were suddenly with them early on in an operational moment and they were kind of using their kids in a way that was very uncomfortable for yeah. them so they try to keep those worlds as separate as, as possible hmm. so the answer is they have to travel as as spies they could not show up in Kansas as Philip and Elizabeth
0: and Obviously things were very different in 1984 than in 2017 but that wouldn't have that there wouldn't have been sort of challenges um you know with identities or travel documents or anything like that at that point.
3: Domestic travel did not have the same kind of challenges. Yeah. Um so I mean you know Elizabeth went last year with right. Page right. uh, to, to Europe Germany, yeah. to Germany. So you know they they are pretty um
0: they're travel agents after all.
3: They're A, they're travel agents <laughs> and they're KGB spies. So they're pretty their stories are pretty, you know, yeah. s- set uh, as far as they're willing to go.
0: Yeah. In this episode, as well as seeing Philip's reluctance to do the Topeka honey traps, we also see Oleg, he has a, a reluctance to exploit Dimitri having a son in Afghanistan. Yes. And Stan is having his own issues yes. uh you know with how far he'll go what's the basis of oleg's resistance because unlike stan and philip oleg hasn't necessarily seen the cost of his his work of his operational yes. work
3: well i think that oleg has seen the cost of his brother's death in afghanistan on mm. his parents mm. and so he's very sensitive to the idea of manipulating those kind of deep emotional relationships. Uh, I think he's very sensitive to that because of that. I mean, that has just been a crushing thing in his family yeah. at any rate. I think that his own family experience is informing that Okay, he doesn't want to put another mother and father or brother or sibling into that kind of experience. If you don't have to, it's yeah. not decent as he says to them.
0: Yeah. I love the scene in Topeka where Deidre is so reluctant to talk to, I'm afraid I don't remember Philip's uh, character's name there because she doesn't want to re- remove her Walkman headphones. Yes, right. That's one of those moments where you realize some things really haven't changed between nineteen eighty four yes, and 2017.
3: Right. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and, we, of course, we love whenever we can see those Walkmen that we all used to have and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like for dear Gus Alexander oh, is you. his codename there. But, um, you know... For Deirdre, just being set up in this episode as someone who does her work and is in a small town and is not someone who's out there like looking for action in a moment like this. Yeah. And um, the Walkman, even back then, was a way to shut off the world yeah. and do your exercise and go home and, you know. Focus on some logistics. Exactly. And don't get distracted by what you don't want to be distracted by.
0: Yeah, right on. At one point in this episode, when Elizabeth is training Paige, uh, which is obviously a significant sort of turning point in a way, she tells her a lot of it's just confidence, which strikes me as one of those like pieces of dialogue that could also serve as a tagline for the whole show. Yeah. But then later, Paige gets confident when she's at Pastor Tim's. Yeah. And that's something that really scares Philip and Elizabeth. Why do you think they're so scared by
3: that? Well, I think it's not dissimilar, first of all, even from the Misha stuff that we were talking about, where when suddenly your child develops his or her own agency, you are losing control. Yeah. And on some, on a very contemporary phrasing level, Elizabeth is nothing if not a control freak. Yeah. And, and she has to be, yeah. you know, their world yeah. is very fraught. And so if anything gets out of control, they're screwed. And as yeah. she says to Paige later in the episode, you know, you don't even understand if you're flushed, if you're a little nervous, if there's, if the drawer is askew, if, if he actually knows, you know, where his pencil was on which side of the thing we are going to be put in jail for the rest of our lives. Like the stakes are so high. And the idea that Paige is now doing little spy things on her own is very, very threatening to them.
0: Especially because she hasn't been trained. She doesn't know how to do the.
3: Exactly. I mean, they wouldn't have released Elizabeth and Philip into the world until they had been Mm. trained to the hilt, you know, and the the assignments would have built up to the point where now they're so capable of doing things and confident doing things. That being said, it's, complicated because elizabeth is a spy possibly training page to be a spy it's not fully clear Mm -hmm. right now she's also a mother who does love page you know and it's funny i have kids they haven't watched the show they're a little young (laughs) for the show but we've talked about the show and the one thing they've asked me a number of times is do they love their kids Mm -hmm. and my response is always yes it's not an interesting show unless they love their kids and elizabeth does love page and so that confident line is one of those two-toned lines where she's saying that as an agent explaining to a young person who could turn out to be a spy and she's saying it to her daughter saying you have to have confidence in the world a lot of the world is showing up acting like you know what you're doing and doing your best yeah and i know you're nervous about things but no one gives a shit (laughs) (laughs) you know do your job is kind of the mantra
0: yeah pete rackerman thank you
3: so much for your time my pleasure thank you
0: Thanks to Kerry Russell, Matthew Rees, Joe Weisberg, Joel Fields and Peter Ackerman for talking episode 504 with me. Thanks also to Ethan Simon for recording assistance and to the American Sarah Nolan for her organisational help. Please join us next week when we'll be discussing episode 505, Lotus 123, with Noah Emmerich, who directed the episode and also plays Stan Beeman. I'm June Thomas. This show is part of the Panoply Network.